Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Welcome to My Millennial Property with John Pigeon and as always joined by Emily Wallace. Hello, Emily. Hey, how are we going today? I'm awesome, thank you. Jason Ackerman is joining us today. Welcome, Jason. Ah, oh, yes, thank you, John. So, good morning, Emily. Yes, what a great day it is to be alive. It's horrible up here, not a cloud in the sky, 25 degrees, it's only bloody August. It's <laughs> spring. So, so, for those who haven't uh, followed the, the sporting arena around the country for the last 20 years. Uh, he was a superstar in his own right. No one, no one else needs to tell him. He knows it himself. Uh, a 2001 Brownlow medalist. He's a triple premiership player with the Brisbane Lions. He's Australian Hall of Famer, two-time best and fairest at the Brisbane Lions. Uh, look, it's endless, basically. Uh, what a decorated career. But uh, that's not why we've got him on, uh, is it, Emily? We're going to talk property with Jason today. We are indeed, because the superstar has had a bit of a a shift from footy into real estate, which is a very interesting switch, I must say. Um, And I remember seeing when you first made the switch, it was, remind me, was it 2019? Uh, No, it was last year. Yeah, last year. It was 2020. 2020. I I, uh, finally got in the game after all these years of owning and selling my own properties. And I actually worked 40 metres just to my right here, a uh, place called Ray White Ascot, which is a really good company to work for, but it didn't take long and got the offer to go out on my own. So I was uh, not really thinking that it was going to be that quick or would I be ready. I figured I'd be three years in there and here I am just 40 metres down the road. I get to see my old, you know, work colleagues as they go across the road there to get themselves some coffee and uh, it's always good to talk some shop. But she's, uh, she's a good area up here at Ascot. But, yeah, Jason Ackerman's properties with Blue Moon. Blue Moon are up the coast. They're pretty big uh, up there, but they wanted some more franchises in Brisbane and Justin Voss, not any relation to the, my premiership captain, Michael Voss, but he uh, he was keen and he's, he's helped me wonderfully. He's been a great guide. So, yeah, the irony is uh, Justin Leverage and Michael Voss put them together, you get Justin Boston, he's, a, he's a Tasmanian and goes for carbon, so there you go. <laughs> oh, don't hold that against him. Yeah, so as, as Emily mentioned, like the transition from AFL into property, like we know that in the media, a lot of AFL players love to buy property and the, and they get the headlines in terms of the McMansions that they buy in through their career, but uh, why make it a vocation for Jason Ackermanis? What, what was the incentive there? Well, when I retired from footy, which was in 2010, so that's 11 years ago, what I what I did, I did the media for a few years, which was which was great. You know, I wrote for the Herald Sun, of course, did uh, plenty of media for Fox and Seven and Nine, and then, of course, uh, you know, did lots of radio with MTR and Triple M, etc. And that was going well. And then uh, I had a big foreign exchange business, Supersonic Global Payments, and and head office where the software was done was in a place called Albury. Now I never thought in a million years I'd be going and living seven years in Melbourne and then going to the freezing cold in the winter there of Albury, but I got the chance to coach up there. So I I went up to the bottom side in the Ovens of Murray called North Albury. Um, that was a great 
a crazy journey, but we got them from last to third, and and that's a it's a big achievement when you've got no money and I had to sort of run it like a business and did my coaching degree up here at the University of Queensland online. So I, I sort of thought I'd head down the coaching ranks and uh, in the AFL, for, but for some reason no one would give me a job, which seemed a bit strange <laughs> considering my experience. But you know, you've got to read the writing on the wall, and that wasn't quite working out. And I, I climbed Mount Everest in. Well, not all the way up. We got to base camp in, in the December of 2016. I was talking to my wife like every day about it and we said, I don't think this is going to be for, for you long term because you, you're not going to get a job in the AFL despite probably deserving one with your experience and, you know, you've done your coaching. So it was sort of – it was a bit of a, uh, a sad but happy trip and then I came back and at that stage we're building out a couple of startups. So we had – and we still do and they're about to go – through the world and be quite amazing. But the AR, which is like Pokemon, but with bags of money, we're building out Zucaz. Zucaz will be the next generation and better sort of for Facebook and, and say, Google Ads because you can, you're can you basically getting real numbers on the bags you dropped and the redemptions, et cetera. But four years ago when we were building out the software, we wanted to put uh, Bitcoin in and everyone knows what Bitcoin is. But Bitcoin, of course, is too slow. It costs too much money and wasn't really scalable. So we, we took our uh, – we got really lucky. We got uh, – probably the, arguably the brightest uh, software coder in the world happened to be our IT man and, and he re-engineered a patented software called Split Lock into Split Chain. So that now will be the world's first truly uh, worldwide currency. But while that was sort of going on, uh, I just – I'd gotten a couple of golfing bands. So I was going I was going to Q school and was going uh, pro. So I was training a lot and, you know, five days a week, comp, et cetera. And I got banned from a couple of golf clubs for very dubious reasons. And I, I just said, I've had enough of this place. I've had enough of Albury and the small town mentality and the clicks. And I said, that's it. I want to go home. I want to go back into Brisbane and I want to be around my mates and my family. I grew up here, of course, and from here. And so I said to my wife, what should I do? And she said, well, why don't you go get your real estate license? I'd already done the New South Wales one, registration four. So I got my auctioneering license and I got my full license and they, they're online. So, you know, I'm not the best at looking at computers, but somehow I got through. It was a crazy journey, but we got 100%. And then I said to the girls, uh, literally this time last year, so we've been here just over a year now, I said, girls, I'm out. I'm leaving. And my wife and three daughters, they, they didn't want to come uh, because school was going to, you know, it was a bit tricky. They're, they're sort of two of them are teenagers and one was two at the, at the, at the stage. So I said, uh, I'm going to go do real estate. A mate of mine hooked me up a job here with Dwight uh, Ferguson. He's a great fella. And I, I got a job in Ascot, Ray White, and I just got in the car and left. And I stayed at my, ma- my mother-in-law's house and my father-in-law's house, Megan's, my wife's parents. And, and a week later... Uh, the Premier up here, Anastasia Palachuk, decided to close the borders and they literally, like it was like fleeing a refugee camp, left everything in the house and a week later they had uh, just their belongings, which was all clothes. You reckon you could fit four women's clothes in the back of one car, you'd be joking. So anyway, uh, lucky Megan's mum and dad were there with the caravan. We loaded up all their, their clothes and they got over the border with like five hours to go and that's how it started. So it was sort of... It was sort of filling in the time, but also doing something that I wouldn't mind doing. And, and after 11 years of, of being a little bit lost, despite the, the greatness of the startups, I just needed a bit more day-to-day work. So the golfing went to the back burner and here we are. 
There you go. So that, that's a long-winded response. And, and as the listeners can probably tell by that, um, you, you're pretty pretty good on the tongue and can hold your own conversation. So that, that bodes well for uh, the real estate industry for sure. But uh, how how did your portfolio grow? Was, was, uh, was property always an interest for you when you were playing? Um, obviously, being at the top of your your game, the, the, the payments are, are, are pretty lucrative. Was was property always your go-to as an investment tool? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I made all my money out of uh, three things, uh, football, property, and, of course, uh, my pinball machine. So, you know, it wasn't – they always go up in value. I think uh, for me, I was here with my mum. My mum passed away, so we had her house, myself and my brother Rory uh, Ritardo, as I call him. He's a police officer these days. But we, we had that house and then we, we sold it, and out of that – the year after I'd won the Brownlow, I wasn't really getting paid like stupid money either. And because I won the Brownlow, they sort of had to pay me a bit more. And out of that, I ended up buying a house in View Limbo, which is just over the river here. It's a wonderful spot, but it dropped away and views of the city and big thousand square meter block, which is up here, they call that 40 purchase. And uh, myself and my wife in 2002 moved there and you know, we, we bought it for 805000 We thought, man, well, what have we done? That's way too expensive. It's horrible. And by the time we uh, we had to leave and go to Melbourne many years later with footy, uh, we sold it uh, for $1.87 million. And I know I know the neighbour next door. So I ha- I bought the block, which was a 2,000-square-metre block, had an old house. And you had to move it over because, you know, the stupid rules in the uh, the great Brisbane City Council is you've got to keep it. And, of course, you know, that's that's a dumb idea. So the guys next door did a great job and, and uh, they just had an offer for $4.5 on that and knocked it back. So it just shows you the craziness in the market. That's nuts. Now, you mentioned before um, when you did your real estate licence, you also got your auctioneering licence. Have you run an auction to date? Because I know the Brisbane market's not overly auction heavy compared to like in New South Wales or Vic, but have you called an auction yet? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I've called many auctions. I think that, that one thing... A lot of it, like I've got an auction coming up this uh, Saturday, but that's my own listing, so I'm, I'm naturally going to want to do my own listings. But I think with auctions, Queensland is a, you know, Brisbane people, they're always they're scared of auctions because auction conditions, as you know, are far better, uh, you know, unconditional, 5 10% deposit, 30 days, and she's done. So I think that's it's always scares the local because they're pretty tied up here. They think they're living 20 years ago, to be honest. They, they come into uh, the open homes and they say, well, that's worth – you know, 1.1. I said, what, mate, it's 2021. I mean, what, what planet are you on? And they're, they're the most difficult clients to deal with the buyers because they they're still got the wrong mentality. But auctions now in in Brisbane have gone through the roof. And the, the reality is if you say to your clients, look, you got you only really got two ways of selling it. You've got auction or, of course, private treaty. Uh, the rest of it all doesn't really matter. But if I said to you there's an 81% chance of selling it on this date, which is in 30 days uh, on under better conditions and it'll be sold, what do you think? And uh, most of them go, oh, geez, I didn't realise auctions actually can be quite beneficial. So the whole mindset around auctions in Brisbane has certainly changed the last six months and we're seeing a lot more potential for auctions but that said with the market being never been hotter here pretty much like 90% of them I don't even have to call the auctions because they're already sold. Yeah that's nuts and what are you finding is the most um, like the stock that's got the most shortage you know what are people really trying to buy into up there at the moment I know there's a lot of sea change and tree change buyers obviously exiting um, some other states as well as maybe, you know, within the state itself having a, a change. What do you see as the, the stock shortage of the most? 
everything because what's happened is uh, I know 68,000 people, I was one of five of them, I moved back home, but, you know, have, have migrated out of other states to southeast Queensland. So the pressure immediately went on the rental market and then the buying market. So any any property we list within, I think, the, the average range we say is about 750 to about 1.3, which is would be low for, say, Sydney or Melbourne, but that's that's where the majority of buyers are in and can afford. And, you know, you, you open it up, you'll have 40 people there. The average time on the market used to be 32 days. Now it's like five. And they come in and literally they all, you know, you might get six offers and it just comes down to conditions. The price won't be here or there. Sometimes you get a ridiculous offer. But, you know, mostly it's uh, it's basically dealing with, with the separate office conditions and then sold. So, yeah, it's it's really just the people coming. And now that we have the Olympics, there might be a little bit more coming through. It's not quite the same as Sydney. Everyone talks about what happened with Sydney, but the, the, the big difference between Sydney and Brisbane with the Olympics is that John Howard came in and put in a first home buyer's grant. He lowered money and then, of course, he did amazing things and put the GST in, and that really changed everything. The access to money and everything changed for the Sydney side. So, of course, property went through the roof, as well as the international recognition that comes with having an Olympics. People go, oh, Sydney looks nice. We should go live there. Well, you know, in 2032, they'll probably go, oh, geez, Brisbane's awesome. We should go live there. It's warm, and, and that'll happen as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh puts Brisbane on the map, doesn't it, right around the country, but also uh, for, for the Southerners that want to continue to move there because of uh, the warm weather or the warm climate that you guys have got. But uh, tell me, Aka, the agents that have been around the place a bit longer than you in the industry, what, what are they saying about the current market? Are they saying, yeah, this is the busiest we've ever seen it? Like, uh, what? What are they commentating on at uh, yeah, today? They're saying the same thing. The, 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 I mean, Dwight's been doing real estate, my first boss, for 46 years, and then you've got, you know, my mate down the road here, Jim Waller, and, of course, you've got another 50 realtors within 50 metres here on Racecourse Road. It's quite competitive. So not a lot of stock and listings in Ascot, but they all say the same thing. We've never seen it like this. Somewhere along the line in the last 12 months, someone flicked a switch, and there's reasons for it, as I mentioned, with the, the migration, et cetera. But the other big thing is, they're all predicting, you know, two and a half years, three years and all this kind of stuff. Well, no one really knows. And when you no. go to do an appraisal, I say any any guy that comes in here and tells you what the price of your house is, is right now is completely making it up. They are completely lying. That I wouldn't believe uh, anything they say because no one knows. You put it to the market and I, I thought one of my mate's houses on the other side of town would sell for 1.35 and that, that was his expectation. Sold for 1.74 or something and had three bidders over 1.7. Like just the, it, it, and it's a 405 and it's, it needs a lot of work and it was actually a, a Brisbane lady from Brisbane living in Sydney. So they had that Sydney understanding of the price but, you know, you, how do you – how do you how do you quantify that? This yeah, is a guy sure. wants to buy uh, help him buy a house up the coast. He's ringing me back to let me know the deal. But anyway, he can wait. I'll give him a ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we are going to take just a quick break, and when we come back, Akka, I've got some questions for you around some of the questions we get asked in our My Millennial Facebook group around selling properties more generally and how to select an agent. So we'll be back in just a moment. Sounds good. 
If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So Akka, we do get a lot of questions around selling properties. So a lot of our listeners might be first home buyers, but some people are starting to upsize and they need to sell out of their first home in order to do so. And one of the most common questions we get asked is how do you select a good real estate agent? Now, area aside, how do you go about that? Like how would someone know that the agent is the right agent for them? Well, I can tell you, uh, it is impossible to say for sure. I mean, people, uh, people, and what I, I've lost some, I've gone out to places that I've had pretty much 100%, I'll, I'll have the listing. Uh, one of the guys, uh, I, I just went out there by myself. I didn't take a female agent with me, which was a bad idea because I feel like, uh, you know, you need to understand there's a team there. Some groups take in lots of teams that show you that they're, they're a big, powerful group and that could be off-putting. It was off-putting for a listing I had out at Birkdale. Uh, they were happy with me. They were big Aussie Rules fans. So I think you've got to like the person enough, but you also got to have a good bit of instinct on, well, am I going to get the straight answers? Because people don't realise in real estate, uh, I'm a bit different to these lying baboons down the road who will tell you, you know, first of all, they'll tell you your price is worth enormously more just to get the listing. And, and that's a common tactic. The reason they do that is uh, they, they can't really talk price until you get the listing. So a lot of agents will overinflate what your house is worth and that's a real trap for a lot of uh homeowners because then they're unhappy when you've got to go back and say hey listen uh, it's not worth one seven it's worth one three we've had the open homes the market only wants to pay that and you've got to start talking them down and they've already disappointed and you've got to condition the the sellers for that and i think the other thing is uh you know when i walk in there i say you could you could take take my straight shooting attitude and and do with it as you please. But this is what the market has paid in the last few weeks. Thankfully, there's enough data. This is what you should expect. Uh, if anyone comes in here and, it, and tells you it's going to be $200,000 more, which a lot of listings and a lot of agents will try and do, uh, just be aware. They, I don't think that's realistic. However, if there's 1.7 out there and we think it's worth 1.5, I'll find it. So you've got you to trust the agent to deal with the buyers and the buyers will come with all kinds of conditions and carry on. And it's a real game of, well, uh, you know, have a look at who you, who you trust in life. Like with, 
agents agents are, are there to work for you and if they're starting i you know if they're starting to to say things and do things that that don't make sense there should be a list of questions you just need to ask to get to the bottom of it just work out are they going to be the right agent for me are they just going to give me the best deal or they just don't care and get the best offer or the first offer and then it be done and that's that's up to the uh the homeowners to really be aware of what what the tactics are for most agents yeah, it's really interesting point, Acker, because like you've always been a, a shoot from the hip type of guy, uh, as far as I know, anyway, and and say it how it is, sort of thing. And and I think a lot of people appreciate that honesty. And uh, uh, Emily and I talk about it quite often. Um, real estate agents that come and go in the industry. Why do they only last two or three years before they're out and and gone? Is it a is it a lack of um, trust thing? Do they burn their bridges or they're not making enough money? What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, a lot of the attrition rates. So George here started the week before me. He's already out of the industry. And George is a young fella, went to the same school I did, but, you know, you know, he's probably early 20s. And and I think he, he wasn't able to be relatable enough. And you'll find a lot of successful real estate agents are probably – 35 and over they've, they've got kids they've got a lot more life behind them so you can empathize with different buyers you know whether it's young a young person well you know i've i have teenagers who are about to become adults so you know they're not that different in their wants and needs so you know i think experience in life does help if you're going to be a successful realtor if you're young and hungry and you're prepared to do things that others aren't like you know knock on doors and cold call where well, you, you will have some success and i think people do appreciate having an effort but the other thing too here every day every single house owner is getting bombarded from an email to their letterbox about oh do you want a free appraisal do you want me to sell your house and you know my tactic is never to be like that anyway so long term it'll be more referrals but you know it's still you've got to you know just because a guy got a good price in the area doesn't mean it sounds like he's the best agent but really the buyers is making it easy you're going to get good prices because there's not enough stock so it's it's a game of cat and mouse but it's also one that for all of us on both sides of the fence having sold and have to sell for people and will be buying in the future you know uh, be prepared to be straight down the line in some ways when you need the answers look them in the eye uh, ask the agent what he thinks about it and you know if he if he says it's an auction I can't give you a price well he can he can give you a range at least so always be prepared to ask the questions and always be prepared to ask the difficult ones because that's where you'll get to the bottom of is this person you know a tie kicker or are they legit and they want to really have an agent that's going to work for them. And what about on the other side of the fence? What uh, sort of tips would you be giving to buyers, particularly first-time buyers um, in this very heated market? First-time buyers, the biggest key is, one, get a guarantor. That always helps with the banks. Uh, Every day I deal with, you can see these sheets here. I've got all these people here and you can go through them. I'm showing you on the video. But that that is 100 people who want to get out of renting into their own one of our new house Mm -hmm. and land. And the, the reason they most of them fall over is because their deposits are too low. So they're earning 100 grand together plus. They, they haven't got the habits to get the money saved, which they need. So work hard on, on getting that. Get your credit card down to nothing and don't have a ridiculously big figure on your credit card because banks hate that. Uh, also, you know, if you've got a guarantor, as I mentioned, a mum and dad that can help out just to get the deal across the line, be ready because the better your deposit on those houses there, they're 550 to 600. You're going to need 42 grand just to get over the the mortgage insurance uh, side of it, et cetera, et cetera. So if you don't have 42 plus grand to to 
you know, we've got another deal that you possibly could take. But seriously, you need, you've got the firepower when you've got a guarantor and you've got a big deposit and your outgoings and your personal loan and your car are all paid for. So get yourself in the right position first. You're at home, save your, save your butt off. I mean, get your act together and, you know, get the money behind you. Don't go wasting on grog and, and everything else and partying and, and the pills and crap. So you just get, your, get yourself ready to, to be in the game, to have good conditions and plenty of money to be able to get the bank over the line. Yeah, good tip, Saka. Is there any part of the market, and, and you may not be specialising in this particular part of the market, but it, do you see any part of the market at the moment in Brisbane or southeast Queensland for general that's, uh, that's not flying along um, nicely in terms of growth uh, and, there, and there is potentially an oversupply at all? Yeah, always, always units, units. Uh, you know, they're they're hard. I've had to sell lots of them, and they're they you know they're just a bit trickier. And of course, you haven't got the capital growth of land, so you, you've only got the the you know secondhand units or or new off the plan, which they're still quite expensive. So to find the right buyers to understand, they're great yields for investors. But of course, you know, my mum would always teach me: you want to buy something, buy buy something with land, no matter how big it is, just have a land component. So older people or people that want to get into units, there's still lots of stock around. And you can get it at a pretty good price. Uh, they're still good value because they literally don't, are not going to make any more. They've got an 18-month delay now in Brisbane. So units are good and will go up. You won't get the capital growth if you buy a $2 million joint in Ascot, of course, but you will get uh, some growth better than it's ever been, I think. So, yeah, that's always the market that is always the toughest to sell into. Uh, it will always be units. Cool. Yeah. And going back a little way when you had that Belimba property you mentioned, do you wish you still had it today? Yeah, of course, uh, you know, but the universe doesn't quite do that. See, it, it evens out. So the beauty is that journey will be probably enable me with those startups and my own real estate company to have many, many more properties uh, in better locations and with better rental yields, etc. So, you know, there's a place just over there not too far. It's called Virginia Avenue. It's right on the river there. See, if I still had that, I'd probably be content and, uh, and wouldn't really – dream about going and knock on the door, which I will, and buy one of those places, obviously you, you can afford it as well. So it's without that sort of understanding of the buying and selling, like it's just property is always about time in. It's, you know, if you spend a lot of time in a, in a big market like Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, you're, you're going to make good money, yeah? but then what? You know, you, you, do you have another property? Do, you, can you downsize later? Have you got a plan for it? Uh, or do they have to ship you off in a casket or off to the old person's home? So for me, uh, there's there's always good and bad with every decision and the good out, far outweighed the bad when I had to sell it uh, because I never knew I was, if I was come back, when I would, uh, what position would I be in, what would I be doing. So, you know, it had to be sold. It was as simple as that. Just as a, a closing question, Aka, um, obviously you've gone out on your own sooner than you thought you would with um, Blue Moon Property, which is just awesome. What do you foresee in your real estate career in the next sort of three to five years? Is that going to continue to grow where you are or what have you got a, oh, yeah. an idea of some plans? Yeah, I think the, the big things that will roll out is obviously we'll get a really, we've got a great engine to get more new house and land. We've got 300 new house and land coming on. So I've got, I just got to get the buyers in there. So, you know, uh, there's plenty of stock for me to sell. I'll get more here around the five suburbs, even though there's not a lot of stock now. That'll grow. But the two other things that will grow will be the rent roll, of course, and the commercial leasing roll. So it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a it's like the old three-year overnight success. You know, they'll be like, oh, Aggie, you're flying now. So I've been in it three years, man. It's, like it's a lot of grind, a lot of calls, a lot of, a lot of no's, a lot of really – disappointment that happens with uh you know unrealistic vendors or or just buyers who are who are a little bit uh 
I say, so we say uh, aggressive and talk talk to you like you know you, you're the the dirt on the ground. So you've got to get used to them not trusting you, but over time they will, and that's going to change the next bit, I'm sure. Mm. Well, uh, I, I don't think you've ever suffered from not having a thick skin, Acker, in in, uh, in what you've done over the like journey. A, like a rhino um, skin these days, fitting and being elephant skin, <laughs> really, Ned. <laughs> well, look, uh, we've really enjoyed this chat. There's been some little bits of gold for the listeners to be able to take away and, and apply in their own markets, as well as anyone who's local in Brisbane to to apply in the Brisbane market at the moment. We can see that it's a it's a busy market. And it's probably underperformed in the last seven or eight years, oh, yeah. uh, almost since the floods in 2011. It, it hasn't done much and we've always been keep, uh, keep saying Brisbane's going to go, it's going to pop, it's going to pop and, and maybe finally it's, uh, it's its time. So it's, it's, it's good to it's see. Popping, don't worry about it's that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one last uh, question. I was I was riding with a guy this morning who's a sports nut, and he said, oh, "I said, oh, I've got Acker on this morning," and I said, "Well, I better ask him this question. What would it be?" It's like, "Well, okay, what would Acker be paid if he was a uh, flying at his superstar best in uh, in 2021?" I'd be close to a million, I'd say. Um, yeah. not, many, not many of me floating around. I'd be uh, certainly buying a lot more property, but it's all relative, you know. The blokes complained back in the 70s they weren't getting paid that much in brown paper bags in the 80s, but houses are worth 40 grand. I mean, you know, correct. If they had it bought them then, they'd, they'd be loaded now. So even with prices going crazy and you earn a million bucks, you'd, you'd be buying a five, six million dollar joint. And, uh, you know, it's all relative, it's, it's no different. So, mm. you know, as long as you can hold on to it, and, you know, the secret to success is always with anything with money is be able to save. You can save, you can, you can uh, go without, then you'll always be successful. You don't matter how much you earn, you can save a bit and, you know, you'll be able to get things others can't because they just live in the now and don't really think about the future. Yeah, awesome. Great response. I was hoping for something a bit more flamboyant than that, but that, that, that'll do. <laughs> that, um, that'll cover up even more, more philosophical. We've got Jonathan Brown right. ringing me for the next bloody podcast. He'll be, yeah. uh, he'll be uh, a little bit different, but real estate is uh, she's a crazy business, but it's the biggest business, biggest business in the world. I ain't making any more of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, for the listeners, if you want to hit uh, Jason up, Jason Ackermanis Properties on Instagram and Facebook, uh, real estate agent for Blue Moon Properties in, in Ascot and uh, and Brisbane surround. So thank you very much for coming on, Jason. No, thank you, John. Thank you, Emily. Yes, just uh, give us a ring. There's a public number. Don't ring me at 2 a.m. I won't be answering, but uh, <laughs> we look forward to helping you out. We'll get something done. I'm sure of it. Thanks, Jason. Right. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest guys. of your week. That's Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 